The opinions expressed on I Care Out Loud are mine and those of my guests. They should not be considered the opinions of either Ocular Surgery News or Slack Incorporated. Although, you and I both know they should be. Welcome to episode two of I Care Out Loud. I'm Dr. Daryl White, and this is the place where I'll be saying what you're just thinking, but I'll be saying it out loud. Let's talk a bit about conflict of interest. I think that this is a really important topic, one that there's lots of controversy surrounding, and something you probably should give some thought to before you spend any time listening to me. I'll share what I think about conflict of interest in general, talk to you a little bit about what my conflicts might be, depending on how we define them. And if we disagree, I think that, you know, no worries. I've saved you a bunch of time by figuring that out right in the beginning. Every week, you can just blow off the podcast, save yourself 20 or 30 minutes. Conflicts of interest are uh, things that arise when the professional responsibilities of individuals or organizations are compromised by other external obligations. So in healthcare, that would be perhaps if you have a consulting agreement with a company that makes one of the medicines that you think about prescribing. And how much of a conflict that is, I think, is part of the question. Now, Some definitions actually add that simply having the potential to be compromised by other external obligations constitutes in and of itself a conflict of interest. And I think that I'm going to have some very strong thoughts on that in a moment. First of all, let me do that disclaimer thing that we all have to do before our academic talks. And I'll tell you about the associations that I have right now in industry. I am recording this on April 22nd, 2018. At the moment, I have consulting agreements with Allergan, Shire, Sun, Ivance, Kayla, Tierlab, and I'm not really sure if I've signed a contract, but let's just say that I've signed a contract with Quidel, which is the company that took over for Inflamadry. I speak on behalf of Shire, Sun, Allergan, and Omeros. Probably should add Omeros to the consulting gig as well. And I have a pitifully small ownership interest in a company called Ocular Science and in iVance. I would really love to be able to declare some massive conflict of interest like, I don't know, 2% ownership in Allergan or something along those lines, but sadly, that's just not the case. So what I'd like to do is to expand a little bit about on... uh, you know, the present state of the world in eye care and medicine as a whole and share with you what I think conflict of interest really truly means. Let's start off with some things which I think are just absolutely, truly ridiculous bordering on asinine. If you are of a certain age, you practiced during a time when you 
literally never bought a ballpoint pen. From the time I left my residency training program in 1990 until roughly 2014, I could not have told you where you could buy a pen. When I walked into Office Max, I would have absolutely no idea where you could go and buy writing instruments because my office was littered with pens that had been left by various and sundry pharmaceutical companies or medical device companies. I can also tell you with 100% accuracy and assurance that I have no idea who had actually given me those pens. I cannot ever, not even once, remember looking at a pen and saying, Oh, hey, this one's from B&L. And having never had that moment, it makes all the sense in the world that I also never said, Huh, yeah, I got this pen from B&L. I'm thinking the next 200 IOLs I put in are going to have to be from B&L because I have this cool little pen here, man. And, you know, I'm signing my name 300 times a day and I'm doing that because B&L gave me a pen. Pretty much the same thing goes with pen lights, stick em, sticky pads, things of that sort. Anybody whose decision-making has actually ever been influenced by the fact that they have a pen in their pocket is in the wrong business. I think anybody in or out of medicine who truly feels that this is a real thing is at best naive in the extreme. And let me just say this, and I'll probably say this several times, I am profoundly disappointed in the pharmaceutical industry in particular for putting in their pharma regulations that they use to self-regulate themselves, that somehow it's bad to give me a pen. Nonsense. We should also talk a little bit about food. In pretty much every medical office I've ever walked into, there has been on occasion lunch provided for the staff in that office by somebody in industry. Sometimes it's the device industry, sometimes it's pharmaceutical industry, and uh, as often as not, the doctors in the office are not there. I know that I probably attend 10% of the meals that are gifted to my practice by anybody in industry of any type. Can't remember who came, don't know how long they stayed, and... Although I know that there is evidence out there that purports to show that physicians are more likely to write a branded medication, at least in, if they've been fed, at least in ophthalmology, we have more branded medicines than almost any other specialty there is. And we don't have the same opportunity to write for generic medications in certain categories. Taking this to its illogical extreme are laws written in states like Vermont where doctors are prohibited from having any sustenance provided by any industry company. Seriously, you go to a meeting, you see this great big buffet, you see large urns of coffee. A lot of our meetings start at oh dark 30. If there's no coffee there, we don't get started. And you see on those urns, physicians from Vermont are respectfully 
requested not to have coffee as it violates your state law. Seriously, you can't get a cup of coffee if you're a Vermont doc. Otherwise, you are breaking the law. I think that takes the conflict of interest thing way past any logical conclusion. But conflict of interests do occur if you are paid to talk about, think about, consult about a particular medicine, and that medicine is either not superior to other medicines, specifically in today's day and age of generic medicine, then you probably have a conflict of interest. The reality nowadays is that if there's a branded medication and there are real generic competitors, nobody's talking about that or consulting on the branded medicine anyway. But, you know, if that's the case, you perhaps have a conflict of interest and you perhaps uh, could be reasonably accused of being influenced by the fact that someone's writing you a check. Where a conflict of interest is real and where I think it's just incontrovertible, you just cannot argue the opposite, is if you in some way, shape, or form as the doctor are being paid to consult or speak about a medicine that is inferior. It's either inferior to other medications in its class or it's inferior in the marketplace. And I think the way we can describe that is by saying that it costs more than other medications that do as good or a better job. Now, again, in eye care, it's not quite as prevalent as it is in other areas of medicine. And I can reasonably say with the contracts that I have signed that the case does not present itself where medications that I'm dealing with are inferior to other options in the marketplace. As I mentioned in my introductory podcast, I had the probably unusual experience for someone who spends as much time talking to my fellow docs, educating them about products and talking to executives in our industry and telling them how they can better produce products. I didn't do it all the way through. I went to work from about the ages of 35 to 46, and I just used the products. And I think that I gotten into the habit of only thinking about what is best for my patient. And therefore, my goal when I interact with industry is to share with them how they can make their products better for those of us who are using them kind of at the point of attack where the patient needs our help. So let's move to some thoughts about potential conflicts of interest. I don't know how to define that. I'm not really sure how we put boundaries on that. I spend a fair bit of time on Twitter. It's a pretty cool place because many of the people I follow on Twitter do not share my politics. They do not share my worldview. And I am often very uncomfortable when I'm on Twitter because I'm forced to critically evaluate whether I'm right. And on Twitter, there has been an ongoing conversation about conflict of interest. 
And there are some people, people who seem to have some influence, who have gone as far as saying that profit is a conflict of interest. I struggle with that. Profit in private practice medicine is the doctor's salary. How can I have a conflict of interest when I cash my paycheck? Profit is the essence of business. It's the raison d'etre of business in American capitalism. How can we say that, I don't know, Allergan, for example, has a conflict of interest by making a profit when it sells Restasis? I don't think you can. Potential conflict of interest is a really slippery slope. I don't think it's useful. I don't think it's helpful. Things like that encourage really important educators in our space to decline to be educators anymore. There are literally dozens of people who we used to see on the podium every single meeting who are gone. They're nowhere. I've chased some of them down and asked. And they said, frankly, it's too much of a hassle. Too much of a bother. Too much risk to have people coming after me, the speaker, saying that I have a conflict of interest and it's wrong for me to get up and to teach my fellow ophthalmologists. That's a shame. Imagine if some of our giants, imagine if Dick Lindstrom said that. How much of what we know, how much of what we do every single day in anterior segment surgery and in anterior segment care, dry eye, infection, um, inflammation, how much would we have not known if Dr. Lindstrom had just said, nah, not going to do it. Tired of this conflict of interest nonsense. I think there's a real problem if we add in that phrase, potential conflict of interest. So how about me? How about if we get back to me? Do I have a conflict of interest that is insurmountable? Well, let's talk about in the exam room to start with. Do I have a conflict of interest if I'm seeing a patient who has dry eye and I'm going to prescribe a medication for her dry eye? I'll be very honest, I actually declare my industry connections when I'm writing a prescription. I typically say something which sounds an awful lot like, I work with our industry, and I specifically work with the companies that make the kinds of medicines that I think you see, the kinds of medicines that I think that you will need. For example, I am a paid consultant for the company that makes Erstasis, and I'm a paid consultant for the company they make, Zydra. We're going to put you on the medication that is going to be covered by your insurance company because I think they work well enough, although differently, that either one is going to make you better. Note that I let off with an admission that I get paid by people who make the medicine, and note that I shared why I was going to prescribe whichever medicine that I prescribed. In ophthalmology and elsewhere in medicine, we have what I like to call me-too medicines. Medicines that are either exactly the same active ingredient or medicines that are created by taking a very successful medication 
altering it at a molecular level to a very, very small degree, and then coming out with a new product. I think the fluoroquinolone antibiotic class, especially topical fluoroquinolones, is an excellent example of this. Many of you, again, of a certain age, will remember that wink, wink, nudge, nudge marketing that went on in the early aughts into the early teens with fluoroquinolone antibiotic prophylaxis for cataract surgery. Now, let's not even go there in terms of the science. We know that there's never been an article ever written that shows that topical antibiotics at around the time of the surgery actually makes a difference. We can, we can talk about that some other time. However, it frankly didn't make a difference whether you used gatafloxacin, moxifloxacin, or besafloxacin. You were getting a fourth-generation fluoroquinolone. I don't really think that it mattered as long as the patient wasn't being harmed economically if you as the cataract surgeon prescribed besafloxacin because you were uh, you had a speaker's gig with BNL okay again full disclosure i had no uh, interaction with any of those companies about topical antibiotics so for me it didn't matter but under those circumstances a me too medicine i don't think it matters by the same token you're putting in an aspheric intraocular lens. I don't think it matters if you particularly adore the Acrosoft uh, platform and you put in 90% Acrosoft in your monofocal IOLs. And oh, by the way, you actually have a speaking gig that goes along with that. I think the intraocular lens choices are all so good and the pricing is all so comparable that it is nothing more than maybe a potential conflict of interest. Certainly no harm has come to any patient. They got an incredible high-quality optical implant inside their eye. Presumably you did a great job. Again, I have no surgical interactions with industry at this moment. Um, as an aside, great big billboard, this space available. Just kidding. But... I don't think that any of those surgeons had a conflict of interest under those circumstances. Some kind of potential conflict of interest that could be conjured up out of the ether is not helpful. It's not helpful for our industry. It's not helpful for the patient. And I don't think it's particularly helpful for society either. Someone has to be dispensing the information to our colleagues. Somebody has to be telling us what is new, why it matters, whether and how we should use it. We live in America. We get paid for our expertise. I think it's ludicrous to say that we should ask our colleagues to give us their time without compensation. I think it's ludicrous to expect that our colleagues will offer advice to industry without compensation for their time. Again, if you disagree with me and you think that 
the things that I do with interest, uh, the things that I do with industry, make everything that I say suspect, I'm not sure you'll enjoy anything that we talk about on the podcasts because you can conjure up a potential conflict of interest with almost anything that any of us talk about if you have any interaction with industry. Heck, the pharma guidelines are going to say that you all had conflicts of interest if you wrote with a pen provided by a drug company even once. So I think it's time for us to step back from the cliff. It's not a slippery slope. It's a cliff. A conflict of interest exists when there's a clear evidence that the benefit to the doctor outside of the care to the patient exceeds the benefit to the patient, and more so that the benefit to the doctor puts a patient in a position where he or she will receive care that is not as good as the care could be or should be. Full stop. It's actually quite amazing in our world how few of those instances actually occur short of egregious things like surgeries that shouldn't be done and sham diagnostic tests, things of that sort. The prescription of medications right now is largely out of our hands. We prescribe into a class and the insurance company tells the patient what she'll uh, have to pay and that makes the decision. Conflicts of interest are, I think, not necessarily a thing of the past, but they're not nearly as big a deal, at least in ophthalmology, and certainly in my opinion, as they might have been once upon a time. Heaven knows, I never get a chance to get on that private iron and go for that special trip to St. Moritz because I might want to put in one of those lenses that were popular in the 1980s. Uh Uh-uh. Never had that happen. I know a few people who did. Probably not cool. Definitely a conflict of interest. Not anything that I think is going to have any bearing on the kinds of things that we talk about here on I Care Out Loud. So those are my thoughts on conflict of interest. I'm Dr. Daryl White. This is Ophthalmology Out Loud. I'm saying what the rest of you are just thinking. Take care.